0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And uh, I'm here with Ziggy Rodriguez. Yes. And, of course, Tom Patrick. Dorian, Dorian, Dorian. <laughs> Hello, hey, Deacon Jack. Echoing in the, in the stadium. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Thomas B. You doing all right? Doing well. Good. Uh wow. Uh so we're like we're past all the the niceties. Christmas season. Oh yeah, Right. I'm a <laughs> well the niceties, those are the ni- no, I thought you meant like, oh, you were saying like the niceties, like we don't have to be nice to each other. <laughs> right now, we let's talk, get on the show. No, we always have to be nice to each other. <laughs> See, I respect you as a person and that's important.
0: That's that's a beautiful thing, too. And
1: nice segue too, wasn't it? That was an awesome segue. We're gonna talk about personhood today. Personhood.
0: Personhood. This is Ziggy's idea, by the way. It is. Yeah. So, just listen, in case the show's a flop, if it's a, if it's a flop, then <laughs> no, just, I, I agree with this. So, like, I can only take credit for my mistakes. If it was good, it was from God, and if it was bad, then you can blame me. Oh, uh, you're good, man.
1: Well, you're good. no, if it was, if it was good, it's really, and I, I appreciate the God thing, but you know, I think my the host had something to do. with it. <laughs> no, no, no. I totally agree. All this is to glorify God uh, and uh, just to, to to preach the truth to the world. That's that's our that's our goal. Here, it's a humble goal here at the Catholic Cafe. So we're going to talk about personhood because I think that as we uh, as we enter into this new year, uh, enter into ordinary time, and we start the uh, we just start living the dream, as it were. Uh, you know, we look around and we can't help but see that there's just a lot of uh, um, disconcerting maltreatment of humanity out there. Mm. Yes. And we're always fighting, it seems like we're always fighting uh, uh, sin, we're always fighting uh, all the uh, uh, inherent uh, problems that we've experienced in humanity, I think, since the Garden of Eden, and we just, we continue down that path, and I think one of the ways in which we do it is we just lose some basic fundamental understandings of each other. Mm-hmm. And I and I think, so this is, I, I guess, uh, Ziggy, this is why you came up with this topic about Personhood. We should explore personhood because that's really what separates us, I think, from everything else in creation. Mm-hmm. Right? We love the fact that God created the world, created the cosmos, created everything in the universe, and uh, you know his, his fingerprints are on everything. But not everything is equal. I mean, let's be, be honest. I mean, I, 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 I just a lot of times it's it's hard when we're talking about like respecting uh, nature and re- which we do. Uh, being good stewards of our environment, we should always be mm-hmm. uh and also all of god 's creation, especially the living things, right, so the animal kingdoms and all those um, various uh, uh i i don 't know how to describe all the little those slugs everything from the insects and the slugs mm-hmm. uh, you know all the way to the most beautiful um, uh you know antelopes and gazelles you know yeah. uh careening and jumping and dancing across the tundra or wherever they do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's one right now.
1: <laughs> just outside the windows of the Catholic Cafe. So this is not National Geographic if you thought you tuned into the wrong show. Uh, but uh, there is a difference in terms of respecting and loving and treating all of those things uh, in creation in a, in a beautiful way, a respectful way, and how we treat uh, human beings. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's something that sets us apart. And so I wanted to go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And read from uh, paragraph seventeen hundred, which uh, is starting to talk about a man's vocation, uh, life in the Spirit. Mm. Right. So we're in uh, part three of the Catechism, uh, life in Christ. Right. And so our vocation, and that is life in the Spirit. And we, in that very beginning, in chapter one is about the dignity of the human person. Mm. And so this this separates us from all other elements of creation. So in uh, paragraph 1700 says, "The dignity of the human person is rooted in his creation in the image and likeness of God. It is fulfilled in his vocation to divine beatitude. It is essential to a human being freely to direct himself to this fulfillment. By his deliberate actions, the human person does, or does not, conform to the good promised by God and attested by moral con- conscience. Human beings make their own contribution to their interior growth. They make their whole sentient and spiritual lives into means of this growth. With the help of grace, they grow in virtue, avoid sin. And if they sin, they entrust themselves, as did the prodigal son, to the mercy of our Father in heaven. In this way, they attain to the perfection of charity. I mean, this is like this is like if you were looking for, what's God's plan? Mm-hmm. What's his plan for me? Well, that was it. That's, it's his plan for everyone, mm-hmm. right? But it separates us because notice from the very beginning, the dignity of the human person is rooted in his creation in the image and likeness of God. So let us make man in our image and likeness. And so we read that in Genesis. And that's different than when he created all the animals.
0: Well, as amazing as a well-trained golden retriever can be and how loving and sweet a golden retriever can be and how or the gazelles
1: on the tundra or the gazelles
0: <laughs> with the tundra yes <laughs> they're also known to be quite affectionate <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but just thinking in terms, because I happen to be a dog person, I have a special sp- spot in my heart for Golden Retrievers, especially, because uh, they're just silly, and they're goofy, and they're there just they're for fun. you, and they're fun. But no matter how fun and silly and goofy and loving they are, and, 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 and in touch with your emotions that they, they might be, uh, they're still not a person. It's still different from, that's how they're designed, and that's how they're trained. Versus that is what they are choosing by having a will animated by grace. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, see that's way different. And also they they cannot reason in the way that we reason, mm-hmm. right? That they, they don't employ logic, mm-hmm. right? They, they they operate on instinct, right? And so uh, and I don't want to offend people who love their dogs because right. you can love your dog, um, but it's the this the reason why we don't have um, you know you don't marry your dog. <laughs> right. right, I mean, I know that sounds weird, and people are like, "Hey, they're dipping into the wrong." Uh, <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. On it's like, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that there there is a there is a relational boundary between the animal kingdom at large and human beings because we have this. We're, we're this. We're the crown of God's creation, right? And that's what the creation story tells us. Right on that sixth day, you know, and when God created man and and gave him dominion over all the earth and 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 if you look at what happens in this the creation story God allowed uh, Adam to name the animals he brought mm-hmm. them one by one in front of of Adam and said here name them and so in that sort of Jewish heritage when you name something you you own it you have dominion over it you have control mm-hmm. over it which is why the Jews don't name God right you don't speak his name because you can't you can't own him Right, right. And so in this way, we recognize that from the scriptures and from, from all of creation that, that we have dominion. We're different than the animals, and that, that our ability to reason, uh, to use logic, um, it's okay to have great affection for your dog. right. I mean, who can resist those big puppy dog eyes?
0: Well the dog just he sees you and he loves you because you've been there and you care for him, but it's different from his us his capacity for love is different than your capacity to love. Yeah, and you're his frame of reference for it. You're actually able to step back and think about questions like the meaning of life. Right. Why are you here? Is there a God? Is there a purpose to life? Yeah. You know, is there something else I can choose? What is noble action? We're actually able to philosophically engage reality. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it heightens the value. When we're when looking upon that vast la- landscape, we choose good and we choose love. It is a higher. Uh, choice
1: right and and animals don't make those same moral choices right right for them again they 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 know the difference between they don't like go and doing something that's going to bring them punishment or something bad they they know they like things that have food and they know that if they have um an owner or a caretaker that loves them that that treats them with respect that pets them that, that allows them to sleep on the bed at night whatever you know that um th- then they know that's good Right. right, but, the, but, they're, but they're, they're not able to reason why it's good, right, and they're not going to sit there and think like, you know what, uh, I'm going to go next door and see if it's a little better over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just like, they have, they have this immediate existence. Now, so what that says to us is that there's something special about personhood, mm-hmm. right, and, that, and I guess that's what we need to explore, why, I mean, first of all, I guess let's go to the image and likeness of God. Why does that make us special,
0: Well, it's an implication of divine sonship, you know. I mean, if we're in the image of likeness of God, I don't yet have children, um, but you both are are fathers, and, uh, you know, your children are in your image and in your likeness. So there's a deeper uh, uh, kinship, uh, a a deeper linkage between, you know, by God conferring that image and likeness. But then also, I think the image of likeness isn't just, like, how you look. Um, although I think it's relevant because of the incarnational nature of our faith, because we're in God's image and likeness, and so God took on flesh right? You know, to fulfill that. And so that's also important, I would say.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. I think, uh, I think that's vitally important also. The incarnation, uh, and that's what's so beautiful about the incarnation is that he had to humble himself, right? Mm. And to become like us in every way but sin. Right, to be able to, and, and that makes it so we can communicate. So, and I think maybe later in the show we'll talk a little bit about this, but essentially then personhood requires us to be relational. Mm. And we, we and we get that from God. Yes. Because God desired to have a, a relationship with us versus just have a, um, I don't know, a passing knowledge of us or... To be contract, yeah, a contract, yeah, exactly. It's it's like it's uh, a covenantal relationship, and 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 there's a there's a connection between us, mm-hmm. um, And being created in His image and likeness. It makes us different. It makes us special, and not just to say, "Hey, I'm special. I'm created in His image and likeness," but the whole idea of personhood is
0: what makes us who we are. Right? Pope John Paul the Great also had a line that said. Uh, that freedom is the means love is the end and each human person our freedom our free will is brought to perfection in love and a lot of us can get frustrated you know why do bad things happen to good people why is there sin in the world why does god allow us to do these bad things well he's permitting by that same that whatever bad thing some person did to you that freedom that they use to do that bad thing it's also the exact same thing that that could be used for good, and God wanted to first give us that vehicle to love, so to speak. Right, and we're going to decide how we, how, how we're going to drive it, and some of us are going to drive it into a wall and into what each other. But you know, some of us are going to have that brought to perfection in love. And I think that the key
1: there is, even though we have um, some of us will make those poor choices. The fact is we have to make those choices, mm. right? We, we need to make, and, and we need to desire, and that's what it talks about. We, we want to attain perfection and charity. It, it's like, it's part of what we're supposed to do, mm. right? And, and, it's the, and it's the reason why we were given free will. It's the reason why evil exists. God permits it so that we have something to choose other than him because he wants us to choose him, but to choose him freely of our own free will. Mm. And see, that's different than... Uh, than, than, than animals or rocks and, and even things like trees that are alive, but they don't have the same you know, sense of feeling or ability to reason. They don't have minds in the same way that we would understand them. And so it's like it's, it, being made in his image and likeness, it actually calls us to him, a relationship with him, right? Because that's where we find um, uh, the greatest connection. Uh, that's, how that's how we
0: discover who we are. And we really could define every single human person, every single person we know, every single person in the in the womb at the moment of conception, uh, until natural death as a uh, potential saint. Amen. No, no, that that's exactly
1: right. So we start to realize the potential of every single human being in whatever state they exist. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk more about that. We're talking about personhood and why it's so important that we discuss personhood. Uh, We'll continue that conversation on the other side of this break. Uh, But before we take that break, I do want to remind folks at home we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com.
0: And like us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Like (laughs) and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. Amen. All right. So uh, with that, we'll be right back.
2: and this is another great moment in church history. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. The beginning of this famous prayer to Saint Michael the Archangel calls this blessed angel to action against the evil that besets the faithful on earth. Pope Leo XIII first ordered the prayer of St. Michael to be said after every Mass throughout the Roman Rite in the 1880s. It is said that Pope Leo had a prophetic vision one particular day after saying Mass. He was permitted to see the great evil of the coming century, the great wars that were to tear at the heart of Christian Europe, and the terrible persecutions the Christian faithful were to suffer. The late Holy Father turned to St. Michael the Archangel for help and protection. St. Michael has long been known as God's defender against the evil one. All throughout Holy Scripture, St. Michael had been called to marshal the heavenly host to come to the defense of the faithful. In the Old Testament, Michael is described as the defender of Israel. In the book of Daniel, Michael is the guardian of God's people. It reads, Now at that time Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. In the New Testament, Michael is depicted as waging war against evil. The book of Revelation says, And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. Scripture reminds us that St. Michael is our great protector in the spiritual struggle between good and evil. After the Second Vatican Council, the St. Michael prayer was no longer required to be said after Mass. But Pope John Paul II still encouraged all the faithful to pray for St. Michael's help. He said, I ask everyone not to forget it and to recite it to obtain help in the battle against forces of darkness. Pope Benedict XVI described St. Michael as the protector of man's very understanding of God. Benedict said St. Michael defends the cause of God's oneness against the presumption of the dragon, the ancient serpent, as John calls it. The serpent's continuous effort is to make men believe that God must disappear so that they themselves may become important, that God impedes our freedom, and therefore that we must rid ourselves of him. All throughout the world, there are great shrines and churches dedicated to St. Michael. Many countries around the globe count him as their special patron and defender. St. Michael's feast day is September 29th. I'm Bess Truzemski, and this has been another great moment in church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
1: And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Tom Dorian and Sam Ziggy Rodriguez, and we are talking, yeah, yeah, we're talking about personhood. (laughs) And uh, and why it matters and tundras. I'm sorry, and, and gazelles in the tundra. Gazelles in the tundra, and uh, I'm gonna. I'm waiting for those emails. Uh, but yep.
0: on Planet Hoth, they call them tauntauns. <laughs> tauntauns. <laughs> yes,
1: we're gonna have to have a show on to start the new Star Wars. Oh, we should movie. I have to wait for enough people to see it so we don't do spoiler alerts. But uh, I didn't like it. You didn't. Mm-mm. You're like the only person. I loved it. I did, did too. Yeah. Okay. It's just a movie, Tom. It's not real. There's always
0: got to be that one guy. Wait, it's not real. Yeah, well, Tom, it guy. is. It's far history, it's it a long time ago. In a galaxy yeah, far, well, far away. yeah,
1: something like that. There were a couple of scenes are really awesome. Yeah, but all that aside, <laughs> all that aside,
2: you got to start it, man.
1: Um, I, I, it's interesting with. Uh, well, let's talk about Star Wars for a second. You know, you look in another universe, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, it's still um, they're 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 persons. Yeah. Right and and there was one in in the Star Wars universe. There was one weird moment, and I think it was in the uh, the, the, the the Han Solo the Solo movie, mm-hmm. where Lando as a younger man uh, has this love relationship with his robot lady, you know, and it's just weird and I, and and it struck a lot of people as like that. that was odd, mm. and and I think it speaks to the heart of this personhood thing. Yeah, right. And why? I mean, I just I read a, a um. An, a, a story about um, a, a a man who is getting wants to get married to his uh, to a a robot, you know these ones that you buy in the adult shops. Right, and it's like I, I just I and, and I and I know that everyone most people will go. There's something wrong with that. Most people will think that, and right. and that is that is being made in the image and likeness of God, giving you the ability to look at something like that and go, well, you know, there's something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why if uh when when you know when people talk a little too endearingly about their pets, you know, in a way that like maybe they they put a place setting at the table for Ginger, you know, right. and it's like I, I, I there's there's something that make there's a part of you that goes like I'm not going to begrudge somebody wanting to have their dog eat with them at the table, but there's there's something where you start to elevate there's into personhood something which is not in personhood. You know, all the animal rights people right now are losing their minds. Well, they, to they, they may, and and I and I and again, I want to do all this respectfully, right? Right? And I'm not calling anybody an idiot or, or anything like that, but I am saying that there's a part of us as human beings that
0: understands that we're different than others. Well, I think one thing that comes to mind when you're talking about a guy falling in love with a robot, yeah, is is he really just falling in love with himself? And seeing in the robot whatever he may project upon that robot, because that robot, whatever he might imagine, it thinks about him.
1: It doesn't think, though. It doesn't think. It processes data. Right. Which is not what we do. Right. And there's something that even scientists don't fully understand and comprehend about how our brains work. They're so complex that while, yes, there's little neurons and synapses and all these things firing and things are happening in your head, but they really don't understand fully everything that's going on. But you're not defining personhood in terms of does it think or not? Well, that's one, that's one of I oh, know that's one element. That's what makes us human. Oh, yeah. It's one of the things that makes us human. Right. I mean, ultimately, I'm defining it as uh, as, as being a graced, right, in a way that we're animated through grace mm-hmm. to, to love. Right. And and, and so that, again... The only reason
0: I'm asking that is because then you start getting in... This starts you down the track of, is a person a person inside of the womb? Yeah, well, they're thinking at the capacity that they think. Okay. All right. Another, Another thing that I think is important to keep in mind is the definition of charity that we have is willing the good of the other as other. I think it's important to incorporate that into this conversation about personhood, which is if... Each of us are going to be objects of charity and sources of charity, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Then we have to have to part of respecting personhood is respecting the fact that they are other than me. Right. They have their own set of ideas, their own their own way of processing things, their own frame of reference, their own memories. You know, similar to what God said in Isaiah, "My ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways." We, in the same way, our thoughts are not one another's. And if we really want to respect personhood, then relating to each other as other and recognizing that they are different from us has to be a starting point. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, and that's and see that's the key um, because we are called into a relationship. I mean, ultimately, we're we're born into community because we come from family, right? Be- because our our parents are not a parent. Right. right there, there is there is and and also because there is a parental relationship. I mean, we are literally born. We are literally born into community. Mm-hmm. So we're we're not like found in a cave somewhere alone by ourselves. That we and and then and then we're we're raised in community. Even if we are in a tiny little family, it's still a family, right? And that's how God revealed Himself as a family of persons as well. So all these things are connected. But I, but I think the important thing here is is. is You know, going back where Tom was referring to the child in the womb, but then also we can also refer to the person that's on the ventilator that doesn't have certain kinds of brain activity because we don't want to get into limiting defining life or defining personhood as um, like these ticks on some kind of uh, measuring device, Mm -hmm. right? Because there is is personhood in every single human person, Mm -hmm. uh, regardless of their state of being. Mm-hmm. Which is which? Which informs essentially? If you stop and think about it, everything that the Catholic Church teaches—that mm-hmm. God breathes through the Catholic Church—as the Catholic Church is the mouthpiece of God. You know, essentially, um, you know, this is screaming: "This is life," and, and protecting all life, for especially the most vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? Because though that—that is, those are tiny little human persons. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that's why we have problems with things like IVF, because of the frozen embryos. Those are tiny little persons. There is personhood there. And so when you define, when you, when you set your laws up now to defend every person and say that every person has a right to, to life, well, that's different than saying uh, defining things like, well, uh, we'll define their, their, their uh, right to life according to their value to the society. Right, because right? then you get into huge trouble mm-hmm. because what well, who 's defining what the value is because there's an inestimable value that 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 comes just from being created in the image and likeness of God, our dignity comes from him because we 're made in his image and likeness mm-hmm. and 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 the and the reality is when we start defining it otherwise that 's when we get into trouble, and then also Sam, when we don't talk about having uh you know our our personhood actually leads us to relationship Mm-hmm because it 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 doesn 't lead us because even if you 're going to live as a hermit
0: mm-hmm.
1: right, which I think you 've chosen to to do and you yeah, I have out, no
0: idea how I am <laughs> right here i 'm here
1: we're skype we 're skyping sam i 'm
0: skyping in for my hermitage yes
1: you 're one man on
0: candy Mountain yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and so, so even if you live as a hermit uh, an ascetic life, and you 're totally uh, off into the in the desert somewhere. Um, you still have to recognize the other, yes, right and, and in fact, all those no matter what those 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 crazy hermits did back in biblical days, people went and found them. They wouldn't leave them alone in the desert. Mm-hmm. you know they, they would go out and find them and buy their baskets and they'd bring them food and they'd want them to prophesy and all these things and and, and, and the reality is um, we're we're made by God into um, uh, relationship makers. Mm-hmm. As human persons. And so understanding personhood and seeing the value of, in, in personhood, I mean, that's the key to understanding, I mean, all essentially how our laws should be devised, how we should act and how we should react, how we should encounter the other, how we should speak,
0: what should be our desires and our goals, right? Well, and I think also the root word of relationship is relate. And I think a lot of times we've forgotten how to relate to the other as other, drawing upon that which makes me me and taking in what I'm receiving from you and relating what I have in my life to what you're sharing with me from your life and then receiving what you share, vice versa. I really think that we've forgotten how to authentically relate to each other and thus we've forgotten how to have authentic relationships.
1: Well, that's why we need to relate to each other. That right, because we are we need to recognize our our the personhood in every single created human being. If we respect that, it changes the world. Mm. Let's ask our blessed mother to be with us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of, of, God, of God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now at the, at the hour of our death. Our death. Amen. Amen.